platform. So for this episode, I'm very glad to welcome uh, Dr. Gitanjali Chopra. Dr. Gitanjali Chopra is an academician, researcher, columnist and a philanthropist with over 10 years of experience in research and administration. She's been a journalist, she's acted in a TV show, she's tried her hand at radio jockeying and received laurels for her books and other publications. In 2014, she set up her NGO, which is called Wishes and Blessings. Uh, Wishes and Blessings is a unique platform for helping the underprivileged. Today, the NGO has more than 20 centers across four states and works on multiple causes, including food for all, accessible education, healthier lives, and elder care. Hi, Gitanjali, ma'am. How are you? Hi, Pragya. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good too. Thank you so much for joining today. It's a pleasure to have you. my pleasure completely thank you so i want to know from you from where uh, you know you would you were in a different field altogether right you were a journalist at one point of time so from where did this idea of wishes and blessings come what inspired you to start wishes and blessings so wishes and blessings is like a baby it's like a dream come true for me it's not something that i was born with or it was like you know a childhood dream or aspiration it's something that just came along while i was doing other things in life mm-hmm. um i think um, you know like most of us i too while growing up had different aspirations you know 101 things that you want to do what you uh-huh. want to become what you want to achieve and right. i think i did try my hands at almost everything i began my um career as a journalist after doing journalism from Lady Shri Ram College and for the first um, couple of years I was a journalist you know a print uh, medium journalist where I used to write mm-hmm. then I went on for further studies a masters in international politics in between the creative part always like you know got the better of me so I did try my hands at radio jockeying and at one point I even had a um, small business to, you know to do with handmade paper and uh, yeah so on and so forth there were a whole lot of things that i tried out and i think i was enjoying every phase of life but somehow i wasn't completely satisfied and uh-huh. before i knew it i had a phd and i was you know i landed uh-huh. myself in a plus job at one of the leading think tanks um, of asia not just india center for policy research and i was you know a full time okay. um, fellow there Mm-hmm. and um, it was just while i was there that you know there was something in me which was that i wasn't completely satisfied i mean there was really nothing that was lacking I, it was a uh-huh. very good job um you know i was able to voice what i wanted to say i was working in the field of non traditional security you know i was traveling abroad giving lectures writing books writing op-eds so on and so forth but you know um i was happy but there was something amiss and i think it was an experience that uh, 
I had during my tenure at Center for Policy Research, which kind of, you know, um, completely changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. And that experience was uh, going to a school for visually impaired children, uh, you know, for children, uh, a school that I used to visit right from my very childhood, uh, you know, to celebrate uh, birthdays and anniversaries. And um, mm-hmm. All right. I went there in 2014, like every year I used to go there. And in 2014, March, uh, I think it was a life-altering visit. I went there and, you know, the children over there just voiced a wish at that point of time that they wanted to play Holi. And uh-uh. uh, you know, right. I, was, I was pretty And you mentioned uh, it was a school for visually impaired children, right? Yes, it was a school uh-huh. for visually impaired children. And in fact, I think my association um, goes back to this school, to my very childhood, because like I mentioned just now that, you know, for every Mm -hmm. birthday or a special occasion, my late grandfather used to take us there, you know, my entire family for celebrations and, you know, belonging to a Punjabi family, philanthropy and charity is a part of our DNA. So um, we used mm-hmm. to go there every year to, you know, celebrate uh, occasions. And after my grandfather passed away, you know, a year after I went back to that school on his birthday to, you know, kind of celebrate with the children there. And uh, these group of children just told me that, you know, Holi is around the corner and we would like to play Holi. And honestly, mm-hmm. Pragya, I was completely taken aback because A, I didn't like Holi as a festival. <laughs> B, I thought okay. to myself that... These are children who can't see. They're like 90 to 95 percent visually impaired. And, you know, Holi being a festival of colors, how on earth are they going to play Holi? Yeah. You know, so I was Mm -hmm. very taken aback. But um, I said, okay, I just told them, okay, let me see what I can do about this. And I went back and... um, if I if if I was just to recall the exact happenings, I remember I was pretty, you know, I was stunned and I honestly did not know how to go about stuff. But then I thought to myself that, you know, these children meet so many well-wishers and, you know, donors and other people who visit them on a regular basis. Why have they really chosen me as opposed to anybody else, um, you know, to kind mm-hmm. of voice this wish of theirs? So I went back and next day I went back to my workplace, CPR that time. And, um, you know, I just shot out a quick mail to some of my colleagues. I remember that time we had something known as Yahoo Groups. And I sent out this Yahoo Group mail saying that, Uh you know, something very uh, peculiar happened. And I met these children and they, you know, they're visually impaired, but they want to play holy. And what do you think we should do? And I remember um, I just, you know, shot out that mail and I'd gone out for a meeting. And when I came back to my room, my uh, desk was flooded with envelopes. And mm-hmm. when I opened those, you know, there was money in it. Um, oh. You know, 100 rupees, 200 rupees, 500 rupees. And there was one with 11 rupees in it. Uh-huh. And there was a note which said that, you know, go for it. We're with you. And uh, I thought wow. to myself, what do I go ahead with? Like, you know, yeah. it was almost like I had not asked anybody for any help. I had just asked them, you know, their thoughts. And um, long story short, I collected all that money, put in whatever was missing and, you know, bought colors, bujia, fruity, you know, gathered a few volunteers who were primarily friends. And we went and we played Holi in 2014. And believe me, that was the first Holi I actually enjoyed because before then, I used to hate Holi as a festival. (laughs) And uh, today, Holi is my 
most favorite festival and you know playing with those children actually gave me uh, i mean it was the best experience of my life i came to know what unadulterated joy and happiness is these children could not see um, you know yet they were so um, you know their happiness was so pure they were having so much fun and it was mm-hmm. actually you know right. looking at life and saying looking at them and saying that you know this is life this is life and yeah. i often i often say that i found my vision for life you know in in the company of visually impaired children mm-hmm. or visually impaired children gave me my vision for life mm-hmm. and um, yeah so that was my life altering moment but i said that you know i hadn't decided that this is going to be my full time uh, profession or you know i'm going to dedicate my life to this nothing of that sort i just thought that you know this is something uh, which i'm really liking and this is something that i would like to do but i was still working at cpr and i remember i went back uh, to cpr and i was like um, you know these children they just kept coming to me in the sense that um, you know their images kept coming in front of my eyes while i was working and stuff and um, i found myself going back uh, to that school over and over again you know usually i used to visit the school once in 3 4 months on some occasion but within i think a week or 10 days of that holy party i found myself in that school almost four to five times mm-hmm. and i realized that you know this was making me extremely happy and uh, long story short within a month and a half of playing holy with those children um, i ended up setting up wishes and blessings so that was the start wow. uh, you know so of beautiful. wishes and blessings how did you come with this name it's so beautiful wishes and blessings so what, what i mean what was the thought behind this so a lot of thinking actually went in into you know what i should name this venture and then it just went back to that one small wish of these children um that they wanted to play holy and um, you know and it was actually a blessing that i knew the right kind of people who believed in hmm. me who supported me nice. and we were able to you know spread our blessings so the name is like very simple it's 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 based on a very simple um thinking that a lot of us in fact most of us have unfulfilled wishes and some of us are more blessed in terms of you know fulfilling those wishes and spreading our blessings and what we get in return are also blessings so that's the story behind the name wishes and blessings right and how has been your experience so far i think if i was to say just one word um that word would be a roller coaster ride you know every <laughs> single right. day is a new challenge every uh-huh. new day you know new things come up uh, lots of smiles some tears ups and downs so it's been a roller coaster but it's been very fulfilling and very exciting and uh, very challenging <laughs> so let's talk about the exciting part first and then we'll talk about the challenging part so uh, any uh, success story or any achievement uh, that you're very proud of till now i can't really single out on any one achievement because i feel that you know every time um you give hope to someone uh, every time you know tears turn into smiles every time um you know there's a smile that just crops out of somewhere is an achievement in itself so i wow. it would be very unfair for me to you know say any one particular thing yes there have been very many exciting uh, things you know something as special as 
rescuing a child from the streets you know from rag picking putting her into a school and today she's a national level uh, football player so wow. um, you know that's a success story uh, rescuing people from the street who've been abandoned by their children you know beaten black and blue and today they form relations with us you know they treat us as their own daughters or granddaughters and they're living happily in our old age home that is a success story and just the fact that you know um, rag pickers children who were rag pickers once are now you know rank holders uh, that's an achievement people have stopped stealing and you know started working so i think you see everything as an achievement um, and i think that's something that also motivates us to you know carry on right right and uh, you've uh, mentioned like you you've worked with the elderly you've worked with children so you're actually working for a lot of causes right can you elaborate more on that so given the fact that you know wishes and blessings was started with a vision that you know uh, we're here to fulfill wishes and spread our blessings um you know wishes can be for anybody anybody and everybody can have wishes you know you can't be constrained by your age or your gender or your caste or community to have a wish so and the fact that we are yeah. a platform that links donors with beneficiaries or you know uh people who have wishes with people who can fulfill them we can't restrict ourselves to any one um particular cause right so we work across mm-hmm. the okay. spectrum of society wherein we um you know we uh, we look at our youngest um beneficiary is about a few weeks old you know because you've actually aided the delivery process of that child and the oldest beneficiary is 106 years old living in an ashram in Vrindavan so that is the All range right. of uh, people we work with and um, you know to do with this uh, broad age group that we work with the kind of causes we work with also um, differ right from health and nutrition to daily meals to education to skill development um, you know to uh, vocational training and then finally an old age home that's uh, you know that's what we work at right right so working for so many causes obviously uh, there would have been a lot of hurdles uh i don't think uh, there's any doubt about that so uh what was the single biggest challenge that you faced till now i think the biggest challenge in this um industry as a whole in the sector as this whole is that of what i would like to call a uh, trust deficit you know um trust deficit is basically people do not trust ngos do not trust people behind ngos and what's very exciting mm-hmm. and very uh, not even exciting you know what is very astonishing about this entire um, process is the fact that you know the one would imagine that the trust deficit would be only on the point of view from the point of view of the donors like you know people feel very um, people are very wary of ngos they do not want to give donations because you know of the kind of image that this sector has but what is really astonishing and something that i discovered to my horror in the past was that this deficit is also very very rampant amongst beneficiaries people uh, mm-hmm. who want to help you know if you want to help someone uh, they have doubts why do you want to help me you know what are you getting out of helping me so the trust deficit is really rampant here in 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 this industry 
as a whole and that is the biggest challenge how to overcome that challenge of making your donors trust you and more important than that making your beneficiaries trust you so dealing with the trust crisis is the biggest challenge here and so what are the things that you've done to overcome this challenge i think um, it's just hard work day by day building trust you know um you making sure that all your uh, work is transparent you're accountable and you know you you kind of build that trust it's like in any other sector or any other things that you do in life you know in any other relationship you need to invest time effort energy and i think as a whole the entire team has invested that time energy effort love um into into all our uh, exercises which is you know made us um build a place for ourselves amongst donors amongst beneficiaries and you know come up with a name that is uh, account- that is you know synonymous with accountability transparency and basically you know just keeping ourselves clean our image clean and doing whatever we do with a heart full of love uh so what are you looking forward to in the coming years i think uh that's something i have stopped answering and stopped thinking because <laughs> every single day brings you something that you thought you would never do um you know if you had asked me um if you had asked me in the month of february what is your vision for wishes and blessings um i would have just said yes continuing whatever we are doing and you know growing at a particular place etc etc uh, you know uh, whatever basic things that were happening before we're going to do the same and just expand in terms of quality and quantity but in the month of april uh, just two months after that thought um, i found that wishes and blessings had expanded to seven states you know because of the covid crisis and uh, and that was in in february i could not even imagine going to a second state in a month or two months but i was in seven states you know wishes and blessings had active programs in seven states across india within a span of two months so i can't mm-hmm. really uh, you know say what we will be doing tomorrow or you know what is the plan um yes the mission is clear we are here to you know spread our blessings and fulfill wishes and empower people to dream and make those dreams come true and in whatever capacity we can that's exactly what we want to do right right so doing so much work uh, working with so many stakeholders handling a team uh, must have been uh, tiring at some points of time i'm assuming so is there any uh, practice that you do like uh, at a personal level to keep yourself calm and things like that uh i mean it's again um i can't really think of any a thing that i do yes i love playing candy crush that is my uh, biggest stress buster <laughs> Right. and um, i think um, you know jokes apart i think you know you do tend to lose your head uh, or like the way I, i i like to term it marbles you lose your marbles every now and then because there are frustrations uh, you know on the field uh, i mean on an average day your day starts at 6:37 in the morning with a call that didi doodh nahi aaya now you know for the life of you you don't know what to do because you have centers where you serve breakfast to school going children or you know Uh, whatever right now they're not going to school but still you serve them breakfast but you know what do you really do if the milk hasn't come on time but you can't just you know scream even if you're sleeping you can't just scream and say that why are you calling me for that you know you just have to be composed and calm at all points of time as opposed to a call saying that you know 
an uncle has fallen sick in the old age home and needs immediate medical attention now if you're at the other mm-hmm. part of uh, the city there's really nothing you can you know do at that particular point of time or um, you know you just get a random call that such and such corporate has withdrawn csr um, you know support and now this program doesn't have funding so the, the challenges are many they can be very very small and they can be huge so i think uh, there's no one set practice because every challenge is different and you know you, right. you need to have different sets of resorts to get back on ground with them so i think uh, there is not i i can't give you an answer in terms of you know one model fits all everything is custom made like everything else in wishes and blessings right 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 so uh, is there any advice that you have for people who want to pursue a career in the social sector i honestly don't feel that i'm anybody to give advice on you know or career counseling um but yes i have noticed that a lot of people the youth especially are very adamant to you know venture into the social sector or consider the social sector as a viable uh, career option and which is actually a very you know sad reality but um, i mm-hmm, would say that right. you know it is a good sector to be in it is a very satisfying uh, place to be in um, most people think that you know this sector does not pay that is not true it does not pay as much as the corporate sector agreed but yes you know if if money is not the only thing that you're after um then you should honestly give the sector uh, you know a try and even if you don't want to join full time you can always volunteer you can always you know be associated with an organization with an ngo just to you know get a feel of you know that feel good factor to actually be a part of change you know to be a change maker to be a social activist i would just urge everyone to just you know dedicate a little time with a charity do a little bit of uh, social good and experience you know the benefits yourself and once you get a taste of that i can assure you you will come back for more so you know mm-hmm, do give right. it a shot that's my only piece of advice for anybody in a, you know interested in social work So uh, like you mentioned you know even if somebody doesn't want to risk it and do uh, the entire thing for full time but they can always be associated mm-hmm. with an NGO so if someone if any of our listeners want to be associated or want to volunteer for wishes and blessings what should be the way forward for them So we have a at wishes and blessings we have a very exciting program called squad for change which is basically the volunteering wing and what makes our volunteering wing different from the others is that you know it's open to anybody and everybody who wants to join so we have school going children you know as a part of that wing and we also have retired army personnel as a part of that wing so in case you you mm-hmm. know whether you're a housewife you're a full time worker you're a professional you're a business owner you want to get affiliated with an ngo and you know contribute in whatever way whether it's teaching someone whether it's writing poetry or clicking pictures or you know spending some time with the elderly and abandoned whatever it is that you want to do we'll give you a chance to do that so um we are pretty accessible and open and you know we ask you to come join our family be a part of the change you can uh, follow us on instagram wishes and blessings and we are on facebook we have a website or you can drop us an email and you know the team would be more than happy to welcome you and show you the various alternatives you have to you know kind of uh, discover yourself in the social sector 
Wow, incredible. So thank you so much for joining in today. It was such a pleasure to have you. And I'm truly, truly humbled and wish you all the best for wishes and blessings. Thank you so much. Our pleasure completely. Thank you so much. Thank you. So if you have any feedback or would like to feature an HD Smartcast Leadership Lessons, you can ping me at the rate Pragya Gulati on LinkedIn. You can also write to us at the rate HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast is present across social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. For more such podcasts, go to htsmartcast.com. Thank you. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.